Howdy folks, you're listening to Smarticus Tells History, the podcast where we discuss some of the wacky and crazy stories your friends may have told you. So sit down, have a beer or two, and let's learn a thing or two. Hey, hello, ladies and gents. Thrilled to see you have returned again for episode number five. Today, we will be discussing a man that everyone has heard of at one point or another. A man best known for his scientific contributions, specifically the theory of relativity and the infamous E equals MC squared. That's right, folks. Today, we're talking about Albert Einstein. Now, Einstein was born on March 14, 1879 in Ulm, Germany, to a Jewish father who was an electrical engineer. He spent the majority of his childhood in German and Italian schools and later studied physics and math at the Federal Polytechnic Academy in Zurich. That's in Switzerland, folks. By the time 1905 rolled around, he was a Swiss citizen and awarded his very own Ph.D. from Zurich all the while working at the patent office in Bern. Now, this is very significant, folks, because that was also the year that he published his famous theoretical papers. One involving the production and transformation of light, another about a new way to count and determine the size of atoms and molecules in a specific space. A third research paper about the Bronian motion, which is basically the explanation of constant erratic movement of those teeny tiny particles suspended in a fluid. Now, research article number four, this was the famous special theory of relativity. He basically explains that time and space are not absolute, but relative to the motion of those observing them. Now, the fifth paper was when he brings on about the exploration of mathematics of special relativity. Now, this is where he essentially discusses that mass and energy can be calculated with E equals mc squared, and that they are, in fact, equivalent to each other. Now, it is widely known that the people at that time were not very open to new concepts of technology and engineering at this level. However, despite his wild beliefs, he was given professorships in Zurich, Prague, and even Berlin, where he would work with some of the brightest physicists. Now, by the time 1916 had finally rolled around, he published The Foundation of the General Theory of Relativity. Now, Einstein was growing with popularity as a scientist, and he quickly began to use that influence to push some of his more provocative ideas including that of Zionism and social justice for everyone. Now, for those that are unaware, Zionism is the development and protection of a Jewish nation. Zionism was established as a political organization back in 1897 under Theodore Herzl and was later led by Chaim Weizmann. Now, Chaim Weizmann's lieutenant, Kurt Blumenfield, had actually converted Einstein to Zionism in 1919. Six years after Einstein had published his theory of relativity, in 1921, Chaim Wiseman gave him an invitation to tour the United States with him. Now, this tour allowed Einstein to promote two of his greatest beliefs, helping the Jews settle in a national homeland, and the second to establish a university in Jerusalem, which he would call the Hebrew University. Einstein's hard work and efforts were a great cause that allowed him to raise over $700,000. That's a significant amount back in that day. Hell, even in this day, it's a significant amount. Now, the funds that he raised, this allowed the university to officially open four years later on Mount Scopus. Now, this was also the time that Einstein served on its first board of governors, along with Kahn Weizmann and Sigmund Freud, among a few others. Later on, in 1932, now that the university had been established for a while, Einstein left Germany with his wife, where they moved to the good old U.S. of A., Now, it was planned that he would plant roots at the Institute of Advanced Study in Princeton, New Jersey. Unfortunately, at this time, 
the Nazis were gaining in power and began dragging Einstein's name through the mud. They were saying he was ungrateful and that he was not yet hanged. Now this left him under the presumption that if he did in fact return to Germany, they would probably hang him. Even the Dutch physic, which was the German physics community, began to banish his works, calling it the Jewish physics, which later led to Einstein book-burning ceremonies. Despite all of this, Einstein held his head high, as he rightly should have, and he continued to promote his efforts for a Jewish homeland. Now later, Einstein was also recruited by his cousin to write a letter that would be auctioned off at an event fundraiser for the Haganah. Now, at that time, there were three military forces in Israel. The Haganah were known as the Corps of Israel's Defense Forces, also known as the IDF, but was disbanded in 1948 when a single military force was created. When he constructed his letter on May 4, 1948, ten days prior to Israel's official rebirth, he heavily stated his opinions of Zionism, and the letter ended up auctioning off for $5,000 for the IDF. Now that same month, President Harry Truman had finally recognized Israel as a sovereign state. Later on in that year, Einstein returned to Jerusalem, where he was invited to speak at the Hebrew University back on Mount Scopus. He spoke from a manifest of sorts of what is written in history as the lectern that has waited for you for 2,000 years. The following year, after Israel had earned its sovereignty, in 1949, Einstein again gave a lecture at that university. Now this time, he clearly states the realities of fighting for national existence and what it means. Now I quote from his speech, quote, In the last period of fulfillment of our Zionist dreams, there was but one thing that weighed heavily upon me, the fact that we were compelled by the adversities of our situation to assert our rights through force of arms. It was the only way to avert total annihilation. End quote. Three years later, in 1952, Kyle Wiseman had passed away. It was shortly after his passing that because of Einstein's efforts in the sovereignty of Israel, that the Prime Minister would ask Einstein to take Wiseman's place as President of Israel. Although Einstein was deeply touched at the gesture, Einstein respectfully declined. He told the Minister and the people of Israel that he was saddened and ashamed that he could not accept it, stating that he lacked the skills, experience, and aptitude for the presidency. In 1950, Albert Einstein published his last paper, which was the Unified Field Theory. It was a unified explanation of gravitation, subatomic phenomena, and electromagnetism that even today still remains elusive. Five years later, in 1955, one of the most creative minds in history died in Princeton, New Jersey, of an abdominal aortic aneurysm. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how Albert Einstein had almost become the second president of Israel. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and if you have heard any wacky and crazy stories that you want told here, you can go to our Facebook page at Smarticus Tales History and leave a comment. Now, with that being said, I'll see you next time, and you guys have a wonderful, fantastic, and awesome day. Bye now.